You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. Do you want to know how Jess scored a luxury vacation to Istanbul that would have cost over $5,000 for less than $500? Keep listening to hear how she got there, where she stayed, and her favorite things to do in Istanbul. Welcome to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. Jess recently returned from a trip to Istanbul, and we can't wait to hear all about it. I, for one, love Istanbul and have my own funny story to share with you about my time there. But first, Jess, tell us all about how this trip came about, how you got there, and where you stayed. I just want to say I love Istanbul. Like, it exceeded all of my expectations and I cannot wait to go back. But this originally came about because I have three girlfriends who I used to work with and we sort of made it a tradition recently to go on a trip together once a year. And so we were trying to decide where we wanted to go. Um, Two of us are in Houston and then one is in Seattle and one is in Lexington, Kentucky. And we had been just doing domestic trips, but we decided we wanted to do international. And we were able to find some amazing flights that I'm going to talk about now. So we are all huge fans of Turkish Airlines. And we just happened to be, well, we, I just happened to be searching the Turkish website for award availability. And I realized that Houston, Seattle, and Chicago all had 45,000 mile business class flights to Istanbul from like all the airports we would be flying from on the same day. So I proposed we should fly Turkish Airlines to Istanbul. And then one of my friends had has been to Istanbul before and she was like, we should just stay in Istanbul because it's amazing and the food is really good and the culture is really good. And so we were all on board. So my friend and my other friend who lives in Houston, we booked for 45000 nonstop from Houston to Istanbul. Another friend booked Seattle nonstop on Turkish for forty five k, And then my fourth friend, she's the one who lives in Lexington, Kentucky. Obviously, they don't have Turkish Airlines flights from Kentucky. But she positioned to Chicago. And then she booked a forty five k business class flight from Chicago to Istanbul. So Jess, I'm curious, did you get them all into travel hacking then? And I'm assuming, you know, not, I don't have four friends that are into travel hacking. I have, you you know, one or two. So I'm curious how they all happen to have points in miles. That's actually really, really impressive. I cannot think of four friends that I could say, hey, you guys, let's go and book these business class flights together. It would be crickets. No, so... Tracy is one of them. She's the one who got y'all know and she got me into travel hacking. And then the other two, one of the other one's name is also Jess. And so it gets a little bit confusing. She has been travel hacking for a long time. 
um, probably longer than I have. She's just not. Did Tracy get her into it too? Yeah. She's just not as intense as I am. Like I open cards all the time and she's just, she's a little bit more reasonable with the time that she leaves between opening her cards. It's kind of like, oh, there's a good offer and it's been a while. I'm low on points. Maybe I'll get one now kind of thing. Like she just doesn't travel as much as you. So she doesn't probably need very many points. Yeah. And then my friend Sarah is the one who lives in Kentucky and we finally got her on board maybe a couple years ago and so we were basically like either use our travel hacking or we're traveling without you or you're gonna pay cash and so she didn't want to do any of those things so she so decided what, to start travel hacking. what card did she get i'm assuming the rest of you you know you've been doing this a while you knew what, what cards to get what card did your friend get did you say her name was sarah sarah yeah okay. she got the venture x okay so you so guys were that, like this is a great card you gotta get it yeah. Because um, you didn't have the plan of like, it wasn't like, hey, get this card so we can do this exact redemption, right? Exactly. Like, no, we had just recommended that one because, you know, Capital One miles are really valuable. And, you know, we always, I'm always recommending cards with flexible points usually. And so she also has like a Sapphire Preferred. She's gotten a couple of ink cards since they increased to 90K. And then she got that Capital One Venture X. And so that's how she had – She we all transferred miles from Capital One to Turkish. And that is how we each booked this flight. So it was 45,000 Turkish miles and $215 in taxes for nonstop for all of us to fly to Istanbul, which is pretty amazing. Well, first of all, that's seriously an amazing steal to find that – 45k flight secondly my thoughts as you're talking about your friends and everybody having the points as I can think of some friends who I was like hey if you get this card we can go on a trip like this but the hard part is you've got to get your friends going a year before you want to do it because you don't know when that availability is going to pop up so that is my thing is I need to get my friends to get some cards now so I can be like hey we could go on a really cool trip like this, but it's, I feel like, I don't know if, you know, people listening or have this same thing where you're like, I want my friends to do this, but it's really hard to get them involved sometimes. And then they see you do the trip and they realize, oh, I could, I could go on a business class flight for 45,000 miles. That's amazing. But then it's like too little, too late. I'm already booked my flight and you, I can't wait for you to get your points. Because the redemption's gone. So it's just yeah. another case in point of where having a stockpile of points can be the difference of you going on a trip or sitting at home. Well, I love this. Jess, you are such a good friend to get your friends all going to plan this type of a trip. I always say that friends don't let friends sit in economy while you're sitting in business class. But that might also encourage them to get more points. I actually have a friend that I travel a lot with. She, and I'm always sitting in business class. She's always sitting in economy. And she finally, I helped her get some more points, get some more cards. And we are going to Greece in the spring. She's going on her first business class trip. And I can't wait to watch her do that. So Jess, you're such a good friend. Actually, can we give a shout out to I Tracy? I try my best. Tracy's, I'm just Tracy's like, the real hero here. <laughs> yeah, Tracy's really the one that deserves the shout out. 
because she got me into it and our other friend Jess, and then we all collectively basically and Sarah's just bullied Sarah you all into doing it. Hopefully. So, <laughs> um, so it was really nice because we were actually on the newer Turkish business class on the seven eighty seven, which I had never been on before. The time I flew Turkish before, we were on their older business class that has like the two three two. This time we were on the one two one. And so it was really nice to just have a little extra privacy. Just, you know, I was, I got a window seat, so I was kind of by myself and it was just nice to have um, the extra space and the extra privacy. So I really liked it. Of course, we have raved about Turkish airlines before the service, the food is still my favorite of any business class product that I have flown that did not change. It was amazing. And so you know, I will take any excuse to fly Turkish Airlines pretty much from now on. And I've only done the older business class. And yeah, like the setup isn't as nice looking. And if you're traveling solo, it's definitely not ideal. But I still thought it was amazing, even with the seats not being as private and it being a little bit older because their level of service is so good. I actually feel like I got a really good sleep on that old plane also because sometimes even though the even though the newer business class offer more privacy, it's like I feel kind of like claustrophobic sometimes when I'm trying to sleep in those just like pods. So I actually slept really well in the older business class where it's just open. Um, well, I don't the the newer one, they have kind of like the angled seats, right? And so you have a smaller footwell. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm with you. Even though it's not as like nice looking or fancy, the ones where you don't have those enclosed pods and it's more open, you, they don't have the angled footwells. They're just openness. And I'm with you. Like, I feel like I sleep better in those too because, I mean, and I'm a small person. I'm not very tall. I don't really know how people that are bigger sleep as comfortably because I feel like my feet get kind of crammed in those footwells sometimes. So... The moral of the story is Turkish is amazing. Capital One and City both transfer one-to-one -to, -one to Turkish Airlines. So if you've got points with either of those banks, then you can get yourself a business class flight to Europe for 45,000 miles one way, which is a steal of a deal. So highly recommend it. As far as where we stayed, of course, we stayed at a Hyatt. We stayed at the Park Hyatt Istanbul. That is a Category 5 Hyatt, which is actually pretty low as far as a park Hyatts go. So it was 20,000 Hyatt points a night. We were there for three nights. The nice thing about Hyatt is although we needed two rooms because there were four of us and we all know that Europe can be a little bit tricky when it comes to room occupancy limits. With Hyatt, you can transfer your points to anyone, any other member as long as they're a Hyatt member. And so we were able to, you know, all four of us chip in for those points. So I effectively paid 10,000 points a night. Um, and then I roomed with Sarah and she paid for her half. And so it worked out really well. I was looking at the rooms before this episode and you can fit two adults and one child in a standard room. So if you're a family of three, they consider children between the ages of zero and 12. 
And so if you're a family of three with a child 12 or younger, you could fit in one room. But if you have more than that, you're going to need two rooms to stay here. I did not realize that you only paid 20,000 points a night to stay here. Because looking at the videos, so if you go to our Instagram page, you can see Jess made a highlight, a story highlight, all about her time here. The room in the hotel looked amazing. So that seems like a really good steal for staying at the Park Hyatt for 20,000 points a night. And it looked like a super nice one. Yeah, Istanbul in general is really affordable um, coming from the States. Like the dollar is just really strong there. And so everything about our trip was affordable, including the Park Hyatt. Probably the most amazing service and hospitality I have ever had at a hotel ever. And that's saying a lot because I've stayed at a lot of nice places. Um, We organized, so we landed in Istanbul. I actually organized transportation through the Park Hyatt. There are a lot of options. There are taxis you can take. You can go on Viator and find transportation. But I Like when I'm traveling to somewhere new for the first time, I'm willing to like pay a little bit more just to know that like a taxi is not going to inflate the price and I'm not going to get scammed and all that stuff. So I just felt better going through the Park Hyatt for my transportation. But if you don't want to spend a little bit extra, there are other options. So someone picked us up at the airport. Super nice. He called the hotel when we were just maybe a few minutes away to let them know that we were arriving. And when we pulled up, they're standing outside with a bouquet of flowers waiting for me. Like I felt like Kate Middleton. I was like, <laughs> that is insane. That I can't even imagine someone just having flowers waiting. Were to you reach like, me. what's happening right now? Well, at first, I didn't realize they were waiting for me. Like I thought they were doing something else. And then we were waiting for Kate Middleton to come out. And then I got out of the car and they were like, oh, Miss Field, it's so nice to meet you. Like, welcome to the Park Hyatt. And they hand me the bouquet. I was like, oh, this is for me. Um, So, yeah, it was a great way to start out the trip because I was not expecting that. And then they checked us in. He insisted on walking, escorting us to their room. We got upgraded to, I think, a deluxe It wasn't a suite. It was just like a King Deluxe room, I think. And he walks, he opens the door and it is a beautiful room. There was a picture. Most of you have probably seen this there. They had printed out a picture of Alex and Pam and put it in a frame. They put it in a frame that said Park Hyatt Istanbul and they put it on the bedside table. So I walk in and I'm looking around. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And they say, wait, is that Alex and Pam? And he says... I think this is the funniest story. I mean, the thing is, they had to have looked you up to find out about us. Well, they had to find the that picture. They had to find yacht. the picture and print it off. So he says, yeah, that's your mom and sister, right? And I, I could not bear the thought of telling him no because I could see how excited he was. And I was just like, yes, thank you so much. That is seriously the cutest thing, though. And I still don't know where that picture is from. Like, it was like a picture I had never seen. I Maybe the blog. It's from a blog post, I think, about Maui. But it's it's not like a featured image on our website. Like, they had to, like, search the blog. Probably to find the right picture that was just me. Just me and my mom. So funny. 
My favorite thing, though, is that picture has since gone on multiple trips with Jess that we haven't been able to be on. So that Park Hyatt Istanbul gave the gift that keeps on giving. We can go on every trip. It's funny because I just keep it, you know, it folds flat and I just put it in my laptop sleeve and like that goes everywhere with me. And so you should start taking a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Can you start taking that picture out every place that you go that we're not with you? And it's like, oh, I'm at the Tower of London with Alex and Pam and have someone take a picture. But yeah, in the room, the room was amazing. It was huge. They had wine. And finally, one of the travel hockey moms got to drink the wine. And they had treats. I mean, they had Pam would have been in heaven with the amount of treats they had out there. Our room had a steam room in the room. I had never had a steam room in my room before. So for 20,000 Hyatt points and $0 a night, the Park Hyatt Istanbul is a steal. You know, when I went, I stayed at the Ritz-Carlton and it was in the days when you got a Hyatt card, you'd get um, three free nights or something when you got it. And that's what I used. You mean Marriott? You mean a Marriott? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. You guys, I'm older. My brain doesn't work as fast. So you guys just have to be patient with the grandma in the group. So yes, it was uh, the Ritz-Carlton is a Marriott um, hotel, part of that brand. and. I paid, I, I would imagine that it would cost way, way more than 20K to stay in it. And it was a beautiful hotel. I mean, it was gorgeous. I absolutely loved it. And it was lovely. But I 100% would go back and stay at the Park Hyatt and hope that I got some flowers also. Yeah, the only, I will say the only potential con, like I would, if I would go back to Istanbul, I'm 100% staying at the Park Hyatt again. It's not really close to any of the main sites. It's not walking distance, definitely not walking distance to any of the main sites. And so that could be a little bit of a deterrent for some people. But there's there aren't a ton of Hyatt options in Istanbul and none of them are close to the main sites. So it's not like I really had an alternative that a Hyatt alternative that would have been better. It is the neighborhood. The Ritz-Carlton wasn't either. Yeah. Just the Ritz-Carlton wasn't, you know, we had to get a taxi for everywhere. Yeah. So it's so the area that the Park Hyatt is in is what's considered the Beverly Hills of Istanbul. So it's a very nice area, a very safe area. I never felt unsafe there. Um, the nice thing was that the Park Hyatt will arrange a taxi for you. We had the concierge arrange a taxi for us every morning when we left. The taxis are very affordable. I think they were like 4 or $5 to go into town. The only issue was like sometimes it was hard to get a reliable taxi going back. Istanbul does have good public transportation. They have a tram. So that's one option for people. And the Park Hyatt actually recommended an app called InDrive. I'll try to link that in the show notes. But it's basically an app that calls yellow taxis and you can sort of bid on how much you want to pay. And so it's a way of sort of securing a taxi for a price that you're willing to pay without having to haggle, without worrying about getting scammed. So we did end up using that app to get back to the Park Hyatt and it worked fine. but. That was the only thing is like transportation getting back was a little bit trickier um, than leaving the hotel. 
But it sounds like a lot of the nicer hotels aren't really in that central area anyways. So I feel like you might have the issue no matter where you stay. Um, As far as things to do in Istanbul, it was amazing. Okay, so my favorite, my absolute favorite thing we did was we went to a hammam. But before I get into that, Pam is going to tell her hammam story and y'all do not want to miss this. Okay, first of all, I'm just going to tell them that I went from London to Istanbul. My daughter that lives there, Lindsay, has always wanted to go to Istanbul. And I was going over there to visit. She says, Mom, can we go over to Istanbul? And I said, oh, yeah, we'll do that. So we did fly Turkish Airlines. When we flew over, I could only get Economy Plus. I thought the most amazing thing about Economy Class on Turkish was how good the food was. Even in Economy, it was amazing. Uh, coming back, we did. were able to book business class. And one of the things that I was so happy about that is we were able to use the amazing Turkish airport lounge, one of my favorite lounges. And don't you think that Istanbul has one of the most beautiful airports besides having an incredible lounge, Jess? Their airport is like a destination in and of itself. It is amazing. So Yeah, it's gorgeous. So so we had done several of the sites and she we she knew about these hammams and they're at, it's a Turkish bath. It's like all these soap suds, all this stuff. I really didn't know what it was. I wish I'd known a little bit more about what it was and I probably wouldn't have made the mistake that I made. So we did know that with these hammams that usually you've got certain days or times that are just for men and then certain times that are for women. I mean, they're very modest over there. Their culture is that, you know, you just, you kind of separate that type of stuff like bathing and stuff. And so we knew that. So we got over there and unfortunately had not made our appointments for her mom until we got over there. We could find nothing. Absolutely couldn't find anything. It was such an important part. We wanted to experience that. We finally found something at this hammam, and it was a gorgeous hammam. It was beautiful, but it was co-ed. They didn't, that we couldn't find the separate times. So there were I men- didn't remember this part. I did yeah. not remember it being co-ed. Okay, that yeah. just makes the story even better. Yes. So there were men and women, and you've got this, I was probably 65. So, you know, I'm not, I'm a pretty modest person. And we go in there and we bring our bathing suits. Well, I have a nice one piece. And I get in there and I'm getting ready. And the girl that's helping me, the service girl said, no, there's, this will not work. You cannot wear this bathing suit. You will not get a good experience if you wear this bathing suit. And I'm going, well, this is all I have. She says, well, we have something for you. And she pulls out a paper string bikini. So I'm just, what? Go, I mean, look at me. I, I, this is, you know, not going to look good on me. This is going to be horrible. I know men are going to be there, but somehow it's probably one of the worst decisions I've ever made. I let this young girl talk this grandma into wearing this navy blue paper string bikini. So and did you, did you still at this point, you didn't really know what, you what was going to happen at the hammam though right no i didn't so i so maybe that her. was part of when you're like oh this will be fine you didn't realize what was coming right, right. no i didn't 
But I remember looking at Lindsay, my daughter. She looked at me and she was, it, let's just say she was doubled over and it took a while for her to get her composure. She was dying over this. So we, I'm like, I have, I hope I'm covered. I'm walking out. And they walk us into this little room where they kind of, they were bathing us or putting cold water, water on us to get us ready. So we were kind of clean. I can't, and all of a sudden, Lindsay and I are sitting there and all of a sudden there comes in a guy and a girl and another guy and a girl. I'm like, oh my goodness, these guys are right here looking at grandma in her straight bikini. I honestly made no eye contact with anybody. I was so mortified. If I could have crawled out on my hands and knees, I would have. And then the worst part about the whole thing is it didn't matter. Those, all I would have missed with my bathing suit, my one-piece bathing suit, is the bubbles on my stomach. I honestly could have enjoyed that a lot more in that one-piece bathing suit than I did being so mortified in that stream bikini. So this- And didn't the stream bikini like not hold up very well? And well, sort of it, like no, this... it was okay. I, okay. I, you know, to tell you the truth, I didn't look at it. I was so mortified. I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to look at anybody else. It was excruciating. I don't think I enjoyed the experience near as much as anybody else would because I think that's probably the most embarrassed I've been in my life. So the moral of the story is, don't listen to what young girls tell you. Don't wear one piece to the hammock. That's and maybe bring a bikini that you're comfortable in. Yes. And and you know what? If you have a one piece, it would not have ruined my experience. But to it this point, it sounds like it would have made your experience much better. It would have made it better. And Lindsay has a picture of me just, well, I have a towel over it. But every she sends it to me every now and then with crying, laughter emojis because she knows how I look like underneath that towel. So it has been cut, become a very funny joke and story, but oh, I was completely mortified. So tell us about your experience. I'm sure it was a little did you less have to, Did you get to wear a paper, paper string bikini too, Jess? No, because Pam had told me this story last year. So I went in fully prepared. I will link to the exact website of the hammam that we went to because I'm probably going to butcher the name, but it was Kilich Ali Pasha Hammam. So I will link to that. And like Pam said, this one was separated by men and women. So women were in the morning, I think from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then men went from like 4.30 to 11, I think, something like that. And so if you're a woman and you're going, you'll go in the morning. And if you're a man, you will go in the evening. It was amazing. I want to go back to Istanbul just to go to the hammam again. <laughs> I want to go like every single day. But so how it works is you get there and they give you some like apple tea while you wait. And then they give you a little, a little wrap to put on and they assign you a locker with a key. And so you go change most, I would say most women, a majority of women did go topless, but if you want to wear a bikini top, that is fine you do have to wear some sort of bottoms. And so it either has to be like, I wore a bikini bottom just because it's going to get wet. And so I didn't want to be wearing just regular underwear. So bring a bikini bottoms and then you can either go with or without a top depending on your comfort level. So you put this wrap on, go back downstairs, and then they take you 
into the hammam. And that is where, like Pam said, initially they just pour water all over you and then you go to a different section and that's where they take the towel away completely. So they, you like sit down and they basically exfoliate and scrub your entire body. And then they do, they put like suds all over your body and like massage them in. And then they shampooed and conditioned my hair. And I feel like I, I feel like that's the cleanest I've been since I was born and got like my very first bath at the hospital because I swear they got places like they cleaned places. I was like, man, I don't think I've ever cleaned there. Um, Like they were getting like behind my ear. And yeah, so they like get your entire like you will never feel cleaner in your entire life. So it was just and then afterwards they like dry you off and they wrap your hair up. And you go out and you just like relax in your towel and chat. And so that's what we did. And they do have hair dryers there if you want to, you know, do your hair afterwards. But it was amazing. And it was $65, which is very cheap. (laughs) I think we paid a little bit more than that because after we had the bath, and it's interesting because when I'm thinking a bath, I'm thinking we're getting into water. I'm thinking of a bath. I really didn't know what we were doing. I had no idea. You know, I don't know about you guys, but you, Jess, but they, I remember they, um, the second part when they brought us in, we were laying on marble. Uh, yeah, it's like a heated, I, I forgot that part. You do lie down right? on like a heated marble slab for a while. Yeah, so. and, and ours was kind of circular. So, yes. and we only had like six people. I think there were four women and two men. Um, But I know that I could have enjoyed that experience a lot more if I had been wearing something different. And afterwards, we did get um, massages. And that was really nice because then I could relax. And then when we were through, they gave us some herbal teas and some figs and some nuts. And we relaxed. And I finally, I did really, I did enjoy it once we got past the initial embarrassment part. The paper bikini. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you can, this place also had an option to add on a massage. We were kind of, we didn't want to spend all day there just because we didn't have a ton of time in Istanbul. But if I go back, I want to do the massage also. And I will say you want, this is something you want to book ahead of time. You can make reservations on the website that I'm going to link in the show notes. Or if you go to a different hammam, you'll still want to make reservations. And make so, those reservations ahead of time. You don't yes. want it stuck in a co-ed group. Yes. And when we asked, so we asked the Park Hyatt to arrange a taxi for us there. And the first thing they said was, do you have a reservation? And we said, yes. And so they know like that place is very popular and hard. You know, you can't just walk in. So you'll definitely want to make a reservation. That was my favorite thing we did in Istanbul. Coming in second was, you know, I love my Airbnb experiences. And so we did one with a local guide. His name was Sela, and it was a four and a half hour walking tour where we got to see Old Town and all of the main attractions that you think of when you think of Istanbul. We saw the Hagia Sophia, the Blue Mosque, the Cistern, the Grand Bazaar. We sampled street food. It was just an amazing way to spend those four and a half hours It is called, I will link this experience in the show notes also, it is called Must Do Attractions and Hidden Gems of Old City. 
we did a private tour with just the four of us and it was $200. So it was $50 a person, which I feel like is very reasonable for a four and a half hour walking tour of these sites. I think that's an amazing price. Lindsay and I did something that was through Viator or something, but we're in a very large group, you know, or, you know, 12 to 20. It's such a better experience if you've got fewer people like you, like you had. One of the things that I found so interesting about um, Istanbul is that you can, you can be, go to Europe and go to Asia in one day because it has two sides to it. And so we took a boat over to the Asia side. I love, love, love the little neighborhoods. I know you went to the Umbrella Street. I don't know what that's called, but that area I fell in love with, just loved it. Yeah, I I know I did write a blog post about my experience here. I know I've linked it there and it was was adorable. I, I just love the little neighborhoods that they had. So highly recommend Stella and his tour. I just like, I also like, you know, he's a local. He has a family. I don't know. I just like supporting like the small business, you know, mom and pop shops that are just one or two people. So highly recommend that if you go to Istanbul. He was great, super knowledgeable and friendly and funny. And I had a great time with him. And then the third thing we did, we actually booked this through Viator. It was a sunset cruise, a Bosphorus sunset cruise. So we did not, I didn't take a boat over to Asia and actually get off the boat, but we did get to go in the water between the two. So like we would look to one side and it was Europe and we would look to the other side and it was Asia. So that was really cool too. Again, this was $200 for the four of us. So around $50 a person. It was a couple of hours long. This was not a private sunset cruise. I would say there was probably between 30 and 40 people total on the boat, but they have, it includes snacks. They gave us like fruit and hors d'oeuvres. It includes non-alcoholic beverages and they have a cash bar if you want to buy beer or wine. And so I really liked that also. Um, I liked the hammam and the Airbnb experience more. So if you can only choose one or two, I would go with those. But it was really cool to be able to see, you know, both sides and the sunset was beautiful. And so I recommend that one also. I thought the Bosphorus, that whole view was stunning. Absolutely gorgeous. And we did what we did to um, get over to the Asia side. We just took a ferry. It was just, you know, a few dollars. It was, you know, they let us let you off and then you um, can walk around that area and then get back and um, cross the Bosphorus again when you're through. Very inexpensive way to, you know, see two countries in one day. You know me, hotel hop, let's country hop now. Two continents in one day. Two continents, yes, you're right. Even better, even better. Yeah, so it was really, really cool. Like, it was just a cool experience. I cannot, I was telling my husband, I was like, we have to go back to Istanbul. We have to, I, it was so family friendly. There were parks everywhere. Like the Istanbul airport has separate security lines for families. The entire, the entire thing, it was so family friendly. I would bring, and there were cats everywhere. My daughter loves cats and there are cats everywhere. And so she would be in heaven in Istanbul. So I cannot wait to bring her back. I would totally bring her back. 
So as you can see, I think this illustrates the importance of not only getting your player two on board, but in my case, getting your players three, four, five, and six on board and, you know, use your friends to your advantage when you can split rooms with them, when you can get referrals from them, you know, it's only going to benefit the group to be able to rack up those extra points or not have to spend so many points if you can split the room with them. So highly recommend planning a trip with friends and getting them on board. And yeah, you won't regret it. Well, I think now I need to go to Istanbul. And number one thing I want to do is go try to hammam because that sounds amazing. And Alex, I'll go back with you if you want to. And yeah. that's one of the things that I love because, you know, you when need I a redo my, of your hammam. Exactly. I need a redo. When I go with my husband, I have to spend double the, I have to spend all the points myself. But like, you know, when you, like just said, you know, Alex and I will sometimes go, sometimes the three of us have gone. It is so nice when you're splitting the points. It's like, well, this was a steal. And so it, it makes it really nice. Yeah. So you need to go to the hammam, Alex, and you, it's, it's right up your alley. You'll love it. I'm more than sold. For sure. So Jess's trip shows us how you can take a luxury trip to an amazing destination like Istanbul for nearly free. Get your friends involved in your new hobby to make it even more fun and get those referral points too. If you want to enjoy all the beauty Istanbul has to offer, make sure to check out the show notes and register for our free masterclass so you can learn how to travel for nearly free too. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you. 